Margie McMillan is a partner. Partner. Owner. Mm-hmm. Partner owner, yeah. Partner owner of uh, Granny Bates Bookstore in St. John's, Newfoundland, Children's Bookstore. Welcome to the Bibliophile. Thank you. Welcome to Newfoundland. Your role as an owner of a children's bookstore, you've been in the business for quite a few years. Been here for 20 years. 20 years. 20 so years. tell us how what you do might differ from a regular uh, bookstore that caters to adults and children and the, the broader range, number one. And number two, how things have changed, how you've survived and how things have changed over the last 20 years. Perhaps better how we've survived, yeah. Yeah, your role is a pretty important one, I think, as a children's bookstore owner-operator. Our, our role is to match a book with the person who comes in. I just had a woman from Arizona Mm-hmm. who ended up talking about how much she loved Christmas and what did she walk away with but a book by Kevin Major called The House of Wooden Santas which is a quintessential Christmas book. Imagine it's 28 degrees out there and it's <laughs> July. Now she's not a child but a child at heart. So so that's... Uh, she's, she's a tourist then. She's a tourist. She's, absolutely. Right. She's a tourist. Absolutely. But what an incredibly satisfying thing it is as a bookstore owner to be able to put the right book into somebody's hands. And, and I guess that's what you see your role as being. You, you, li- you listen to your customers. Oh, yes. And you know, the, you know, you know what's out there. You yeah. know the lists, the publisher's lists. Yep, yep. And um, you'll often say, well, I have just the book for you, but I don't have it in the store right now. When you go back to Arkansas, when you go back to Toronto, maybe your bookstore can order it for you there. So, so it, it's it's a retail I think like no other retail. That 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 the bottom line is not what's important. The bottom line is important enough so that you can keep your door open. Okay. Right. Yeah. That you need to be able to keep your door open. I think we're probably dinosaurs, aren't we? Those of us who successful. Retailers and businesses listen to their customers and then give them what they're after or what they, you know, yes. their considered yeah. opinion of of what what they think will satisfy the yes. customer. Yeah. So it's, in that sense, you're not doing anything that's that's different or unique. I don't think. No. Uh, what what is what is different is I think when you have an independent store and probably the same holds true with an adult store as well. If somebody comes in and says to me, uh, what are your best sellers? That's very difficult for me to do because of the breadth of our our stock. Mm -hmm. Uh, Breadth within the narrow confines of children's books. But that's not very narrow. Right. That's not narrow at all. So if somebody comes in and looks what are your best sellers? Uh, I mean, your best sellers in, in one of your chain stores are probably Dora or Barney or something that is related to the newest movie that has just come out, which is, is, is something, and we don't carry any of that. I mean, for us, that's product or that's merchandise, and that has been branded, and it's like hamburgers. People know really well, and that's indeed what they consider to be the best seller. So if somebody comes into my store and they have 
just begun to buy children's books and they say what are your best sellers and I would like something new many times you'll end up saying have you ever seen Red is Best this is just an absolutely wonderful Canadian book perfect for that two and a half year old girl no they've never seen Red is Best well Red is Best is a 25 year old book mm. so it's so like Goodnight Moon right? it's like Goodnight Moon so you're not talk. you don't talk bestsellers or current in the same way as you would, I think, probably even in an adult independent. Mm -hmm. And certainly not the same way you would in one of the chains. So you would stock the, you would stock sort of classics that you know will satisfy the customer. We don't only just stock classics. We, we, we I would say, now I'm going out on a limb here, I would say maybe 75% of the books that we carry are backlist or midlist, good midlist titles. Mm -hmm. And that maybe, maybe 10, 15% might be brand new publications. And of those new publications, I'm not sure what, I can't even tell you how accurate those percentages yeah, are. But it gives us an yeah. idea that it's, yeah. so it's much those, more backlist than yeah. frontlist. And midlist, backlist yeah. and midlist. Mm -hmm. The majority of which you will not find in any other store other than an independent children's bookstore. Hmm. Now, yeah. Can, yeah. can you clarify the difference between a backlist and midlist? Is that simply a matter of years? It's a matter of years okay. in my in my terminology. Yeah, okay. I mean, people in the publishing who feel to, who are involved actually in publishing, they may have a definition for yeah. that that would be different from mine. But what's, yeah. your, what's your cutoff yeah. between uh, back and mid? I would say mid is our, our books that probably have been done within the last 10 years, 10, 15 years, that sell very steadily for us, that are really well written, are respectful of our children as readers. But chances are they're not going to have the mythology around them that something like a good night moon would have. And they may not last beyond the 10 or the 15 years. I see. Yeah. So more a generational thing rather than cross, no, it's cross not generational. Even a, I don't know whether, I don't know, I think it's because they haven't maybe been marketed or they don't have the push behind them that a book that is a classic like Good Night Moon, um, I, what comes to my mind are a series of books by an absolutely brilliant man, Graham Oakley, who was a British author. And uh, he did a series of about seven or eight books called The Church Mice, which are probably the most brilliantly <laughs> funny children's books I have ever seen. And they were published for maybe 20, 25 years. Now, lots of people come in here and say, do you have such and such? Because I had that when I was a little girl. But they don't. that book often doesn't fall into the realm of being brilliant like Graham Oakley's books are brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And they're no more. We can't get them oh, you anymore. Can't. No, they're no more. So they're, that to me so was... So um, uh, sorry, the publisher... Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a UK publisher. UK publisher. So they, yeah, and it, they just don't publish them anymore. Isn't that funny? Because yeah. you'd think if yeah. they're this brilliant, absolutely. They, they should be yeah, in print absolutely. still. And, and, I, and I don't think it's my sense of brilliance. I'm not, I don't stand alone here in this one. But the, the so that to me is a mid list that 
that that you need to almost gobble up because you it, it's not going to get into the realm if you're looking at British publishing like Enid Blyton or Naughty or whatever you know yeah. the yeah. Uh, the classic yeah. big sellers you know yeah. Yeah. traditional yeah. annual you know that's right. always going to be uh, right. yeah. uh, part of your yeah. part of your business yeah so that's mid list yeah. that, that for me uh, another title that comes into comes to mind is a is a New Zealand author who writes uh, picture books Harry McClary you don't want all the specifics. Sure, we do. Yeah. But Harry no. McClary is a, a, a absolutely wonderful language, rollicking, great fun. Personalities of all these dogs and cats and scarf like face claws, another one. And she's really midlist. I mean, I don't. You might not find her anywhere else in Canada than here. Yeah. But we probably, if you were to walk into more, I would probably say that's our best seller. And everybody across Canada would say, "Who's Lindley Dodd?" You know? that, but you know what's interesting though is that hmm. you may have championed this in this market here mm -hmm. so you say that to everyone that comes in the yes. door and therefore it yeah. sells here yeah 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 well I when Harry Potter first came out and we were at the trade fair this after it was first published for about six months sorry the trade fair being being our our publishers and booksellers Trade Fair Atlantic Provinces one as opposed to the Canadian booksellers in Toronto, the big one. You go there and they basically tell you all the new stuff that's coming out, the exciting stuff, the stuff that you should, do, you know, the, the titles that, that you really should be thinking about bringing into your store. They never tell us what we should think about. They tell us what's coming and then they say... Well, they don't recommend. Well, I guess they can't. No. <laughs> they want to flog it all. Well, what? No, no, no. They're, no, no, no. Publishers' reps are really good, actually. Certainly with the independents there. I mean, they have. They are very respectful of our opinion, and and so so to go back to the Harry Potter business. I mean, we would go. People, the the, the reps say, they're selling it at Granny Bates. So maybe you should just give this book a try. It's, you know, it's really doing well at Granny Bates. Who are they saying that to? Other booksellers. But publishers' reps are not. You, you can return books, as you know. So they're not in. They're they're not in the business of, of attempting to high pressure sell you anything that no. you. So they're letting the, they're letting the books sell themselves then, and uh, leaving it leaving it up to you. To, obviously, you know your clientele right. better than they, they do. Will, yeah, and they will give you a background, and they will say what the publisher expects of a particular book, and and then we make a decision about whether it's going to fit our market or not. And the fact that it fits a Toronto market won't doesn't mean that it will fit a Newfoundland market, or the fact that it fits a New York market, or and it, mm. and it doesn't have much to do with whether you're urban or rural. Or it seems to me that one one of the reasons for your success then is that it's the fact that you know your population here, or are you educating them, or I think that we're I think we're showing them what's out there that they would not otherwise have a an opportunity to see if they were to go to a chain store that had a children's section in it. Are you doing better now than you did 10 years ago? We're doing a little bit better. So chapters a little hasn't, bit better. hasn't hurt? I don't know whether it's, oh I think that what you have to say that there has been some slippage. I'm sure there has been some slippage. If that hasn't shown in our bottom line, but I think that probably had they, were they not there, then maybe there will be a little bit more growth. But it's not only just chapters. I think it's it's your Walmarts and it's your Costcos and it's your grocery stores and it's your gas stations who... What about online, your Amazons? 
Hard to say. Uh, really how hard to how say. can Who you knows? tell? Yeah. How can you tell? Yeah. I mean, what what are the, I mean? There's so many variables out there. How can you tell? I know that our bottom line this past year has been healthier than it's been for the last four or five years. Uh, the year before was not very was was pretty discouraging, uh, but this past year has been very very good. Any explanation? No. No. Margie McMillan of uh, Granny Bates Bookstore in St. John's, Newfoundland, a children's bookstore. Oh. Now, you won the best specialty bookstore in Canada in 2005. Congratulations. Thank you. I think that was a bit of longevity, you know, if you're around long enough. Then they <laughs> might sort of say, well, you know, let's not ignore them. They must be doing something right. Yeah, well, we're still here. I think yeah. that's... You know, in that's, itself. Yeah, I think that in itself is... In a, a market that's not, not yeah. huge. No, 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 yeah, not no. huge. And not, and not, doesn't have a lot of, of discretionary dollars to throw around. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's not a rich community. No, necessarily, yeah. no. So again, I, you know, we talk about the reasons for your success, knowing knowing what's out there, knowing what's good, listening to your your customers. Oh, yes. um, you also talked to me uh, prior prior to the interview about the fact that uh, libraries have, uh, have been a, an important part of your your business. Not libraries, no, not libraries. Schools have been, schools. and schools have been in the Department of Education have been a have been a big part of our business. Have uh, probably been our bread and butter and have, have allowed us to stay open. And how exactly has that worked? By us providing information, I guess, doing some of their research for them, um, making recommendations. The uh, department will put together a new program or a new curriculum, and they will uh, look for resources or a list of, of books that will, will be resources for that uh, particular curriculum, new curriculum. And I guess we are the people in the province who, uh, that's our job. Our job is to know what the new books are. Our job is to know what age group they're appropriate for. Our job is also to know what, whether it will fit into the curriculum, what the reading level is. Uh, I don't have, we don't have 30 children in front of us to teach every day, but we have catalogs to go through and, and uh, books to read and reviews to read, so... So we're really quite privileged that, that that's all we really have to do is read children's books and read about children's books and make decisions about children's books. And it, it, what a privilege. What a privilege. So the, a librarian, I think, has, has many, many more demands made on them. I mean, that's all we have to do here. <laughs> Is, uh, yeah, we don't have to buy toys. We don't have to listen to, to but, CDs or but watch what about, audios. Or, okay, so but let's say that the school then, mm-hmm. what would happen then? The school would there would be someone allocated within each school to. No, so, no, 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 no. The problem is that there's nobody allocated in the schools anymore. Okay, so how would it work then? They what happens? You get a phone call from a from a school. I we will get often we'll get a phone call from a school and we and they will say, we need um, fifteen different novels for our grade five and our grade six, and we would like to buy five or six copies of each novel. And this is who is in our grade five and grade six class. These are we have X number of boys who who don't read, and we have X number of boys who do read, and we have X number of girls who are above reading level, who are 
number below reading level, what would you recommend? And I think that we know our books so thoroughly that we then are able to sit down and say, well, here's a list of 20 books, or here's a list of 30 books. I know you only wanted 15, but this is where we feel that they would, would fit in, in terms of what you have described as your needs. So, and there are not many people who can do that, or who are prepared to take the time to do that. I guess so this is it. sort of like a value-added free service. Yeah. It's a yeah. free service. Yes. And they would come to you because of your expertise, mm -hmm. and you're offering these free rec these recommendations based on years of experience. Yes. And as a result, then instead of them ordering it from where else could they order it from, they're not going to get a better deal from you financially. No. They're just going to get your free advice that's and recommendations. Right. That's right. And, and they'll feel guilty if they get your recommendations, and, but order it from somewhere they else. They absolutely will, but they do, in fact, do that sometimes. Yeah. They absolutely Some are shameless. Some people are absolutely shameless. That's right. <laughs> because there, uh, there is almost no situation where we will attempt to compete with one of the chains. You, you can't. You can't. They no. got the volume discounts. Yeah. Yeah. This has been your bread and butter, then. Uh, it's our bread and butter. It's, it's, yeah. it's again, talking oh. with uh, school teachers and librarians, yeah. uh, and then they have it, some sort of a discretionary fund, which they would then purchase books that you've recommended and br either bring them into the library or the school classroom. And, and this is something that that's, has kept you in business for the it's last 20 years. Okay. It's our bread and butter. I think, unlike Vancouver Kids Books, who probably have a much larger population, even in Halifax, Woozles in Halifax, um, who have a larger population base on which to draw. Mm. Uh, they haven't their retail, their retail side would be much more, much healthier yeah. than ours is. Much healthier. Okay. Yeah. My retail side is just as important to me, in my heart. Mm. But the schools allow me to stay open, as as gutted have been their budgets. They still do give me keep, keep, allow me to stay open. Mm -hmm. mm. I have um, several shelves of books over there that that I have sent out to the schools over the last four months, and have phoned principals and said, "You're ignoring your library. You're not." You're, 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 you're ignoring your library here. Nobody is putting good children's literature into the library anymore. And that's of concern to me. I, I have sent out probably to 50, 50, 60 schools in the last couple of months just the package of books. Now the big guys, the big publishers do this all the time. Well, they okay, do. But, what, but, but what I've sent out are books that feed your soul, hmm. that I think enrich children. Um, this is a, 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 it's first of all, it's something that comes from your soul, yeah. but it's also a way for you to generate business, That's you right. hope. That's right. And but to me, one of the very special things was, is that not one principal said to me, Margie, I don't want these. Send them to me, Margie. Let's have a look. Every single package that I sent out. Did they pay for them, or did they? They bought. Send me we'll this out. In a, in a sense, what you're doing is you're serving the role of a literary critic. You're sort of scanning everything that's out yeah. there, 
and you're yes, sifting and filtering yeah, and then are. you're sending out we 50 are. or 60 that you yeah. they've gone through your hands and yeah. your minds yeah. and as a result you're hopefully generating business because of that yeah. extra effort you're putting in yeah yeah Margie McMillan of uh, Granny Bates Bookstore in St. John's, Newfoundland, Children's Bookstore. What about the differences in the last 20 years uh, between, say, uh, with the advent, of course, of technology? and How, how has it affected you uh, positively and or negatively? I mean, people will talk about children not reading. I think, I, I, I think children are reading. People will talk about televisions in cars. So parents can keep their children occupied mm. as they're driving through the Swiss Alps or whatever, you know. That's, <laughs> that's right. but you know, just heaven forbid they look out the window. Heaven forbid you look out the window. That's right. I think children are reading. I mean, we're selling millions and millions of dollars worth of books in this country. Now we're selling. I think we're selling millions and millions of dollars worth of, perhaps more millions of dollars worth of product in this country that's called a book than maybe we did. 20 years ago. So if you look at, at the gross sales of books in Canada, it be interesting to look at the gross sales of books in Canada over the last 20 years and see how what percentage of that, those books could be connected to a movie or mm. a cereal or a kind of hamburger. Or There's more of that sort of cross-promotion going on than ever before. Lots of cross-promotion. Lots of cross-promotion. And again, you know, we look at Harry Potter and what what an amazing phenomenon and a positive one. That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, just a young fellow just came in looking to see if we had any Madonna books. And we don't have Madonna books. I mean, he brought in a couple of Madonna books. And I think, well, you... I mean, uh, who cares? But, I mean, again, Chapters and Costco and Walmart will sell pots of Madonna. So we don't have to sell Madonna. Mm -hmm. So you're there you know? to fill in the yeah. gaps and provide yeah. some interesting, uh, an interesting range. An interesting range, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would like to see, and the same sort. Of, I think the independent bookstore is very similar to the independent publisher. Maybe the independent mm. publisher is, is uh, struggles to keep their quality. Yeah. There mm. and and. Well, they have to. I mean, it's not price is the. That's they're right. going to get beat on price. That's right. Yeah. Uh, my sense is that there are more books being sold in Canada every year than ever before. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think you're right. I think you're right because I think it's. I think that that that's where your your larger chains can can produce a product that is is accessible. It's really accessible, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and it's, people it's feel fun. comfortable. It's fun going into the store. It's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a absolutely. fun, fun outing. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And they have the they have the wherewithal to do that. And yeah. I think that from that point of view, they have done a really good job. Yeah. I mean, but coming to your but, store, your store is, is you know it's a lovely experience too. But it's a very different. It's not a. It's not. It's it's. There's nothing pizzazzy about it though. There's no, nothing. No, but it's, it's charming. Uh, you know, it's, mm. it's it's a nice place for. A, mm. a, couple of young girls to sit yeah. around and, and yeah. read for a little while at least but it's different of course yeah but I fear that we won't there won't be many of us around that we will become fewer and fewer and fewer that's what's happening yeah sure it's what's, what's happening yeah. I mean when we started there were you know maybe 30 40 children's bookstores in Canada and I bet you there might be half a dozen now mm. yeah. what about your legacy and take it when you I mean you 
You're I gonna... think people will be really sad when we close our doors. Well, hopefully you won't. Hopefully no. someone will. Uh, yeah. Hopefully someone know. will. The next generation will take over. What about the future? Uh, what are we What are we looking at? Are you going to continue doing this for as long as you? I'll keep on doing breathe? it. I'll keep on doing it. Yes, <laughs> I, you know, every once in a while, I think I'd love to have a little bit more time to be able to read books. <laughs> adult books. Maybe read some adult <laughs> books. That's right. Yeah. But the uh, But I'll keep on doing it. The The pension is not great for bookstore owners. Yeah. You know? It's tough. Yeah. yeah. But and when I do think about perhaps not doing it, then I think, well, what will I do when I get up in the morning? You know? yeah. Now there are lots of things I could do. There were, yeah, but no, it's it's. Who could ask for anything more? You sit here and the sun streams in, and 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 you have without question there can't be any better group of people than the people coming to a children's bookstore. There can't be. Hmm. So it's it's been it's been twenty incredible years. Yeah, I wouldn't give it up for anything. My father-in-law, who invested a tiny little bit, he's and would always sort of look at the return, the percentage, the gross profit, and shake his head and say, "Oh, Marty," he said, "Maybe Canada Savings Bonds might be a little bit better." Yeah, but again, you're making a bit of money doing something you love to do. Yeah, I think we're having a little bit of an impact too. I think that the very fact that we're here is it says that children's books are important enough to have a building devoted only to children's books. No toys, just books. Yeah, and it's a lovely little spot too. Yeah. It's on one of the steepest inclines <laughs> you'll find, I think, in Canada. Yeah, and it's one of these lovely, very colorful buildings that's yeah. uh, that St. John's is famous for. And it's a real uh, joy to have uh, discovered your store and to have met you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, it's delightful to talk to somebody who, as you are, are, are as passionate about books. And, and uh, yeah, thank you. I've been speaking with uh, Margie McMillan, who is the uh, co-owner of Granny Bates Children's Books in St. John's, Newfoundland.